S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause Sandy Wiss is already Forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody, rise up Weekdays, catch us live Somebody, let's go Good morning, everybody And welcome to the Pascal Show Yes Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you guys are having a marvelous Monday. I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July weekend, if you were actually celebrating it. Some of us weren't. But if you were out there shooting off fireworks and and having a good old time, barbecuing and everything, I hope you guys had a fantastic and productive and safe 4th of July weekend. Mine was very epic, uh, there was a <laughs> uh, there was a lot of stuff that went on this this weekend in on my in, in my neck of the woods. Um, but I am thankful that uh, everyone's OK. I'm thankful that I still got to be around family and friends and do what uh, I needed to do as a as a member of this family. I'll just say that for the best way I can say it without getting into too much detail. But I'm very thankful that there are people here um, still with us on this planet. Ah, forget it. Shelly, I'm very happy that you're safe and that you're doing well. Um, just straight out, because I know she watches this show from time to time. Maybe she's watching it right now. So Shelly, hopefully you're doing well in the hospital and taking care of yourself. So, um, But anyway, it's been a very epic weekend for me. Aside from hearing about Kanye West announcing that he's running for president, which we'll be talking about here very shortly, uh, there was just a little bit of a family emergency that happened uh, over this weekend. Actually, right after the show on Friday, some things went down. We had to run to the hospital and, uh, you know, join together as a family and pray over uh, a loved one. Um, And she is doing fine now, uh, which I'm very, I'm very, very thankful for. But uh, like I said, you know, you just never know when life throws you a curveball um, or life shows you how important life is and how how delicate and how quickly life can be hanging at the at, at the at a balance. You know what I mean? So uh, so I'm very thankful that everyone's OK. Um, but, and we were able to barbecue. We were able to do our thing um, as a family. And, and that's what matters the most. Anyway, I got my brothers in the house. You know what I'm saying? Tommy and Jackie. Oh, what's the what a guan, y'all? How was your 4th of July, y'all? It's, uh, you know, pretty uh, standard. And just here at home. We didn't go out and see fireworks. We, I mean, we had plenty of fireworks that were going around in our neighborhood. So really, we didn't have to. Right. Um, and they've been going off since uh, Friday and then Saturday. Oh, and then yesterday. Uh, I imagine that we're gonna have a few trailing into this week. Uh, so yeah, it, we had uh, we had our fireworks from the from the window, and uh, you know just had a whole bunch of barbecue and played the pool in the backyard and kept it pretty simple. That's what's up. So, That's what's yeah. up. How about you? How about you, Tom? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, went over to my parents' house for the fourth for some social distancing, mask wearing barbecue adventures. Mm. So yeah, that was about it. And I. Watched, uh, you know, every year I try and watch Back to the Future on the 4th of July. So I did that. So I ticked all the boxes, I think. I got together with family. That's good. And, yeah, watch Back to the Future. That's is, nice. is that a thing? It is for me. It's just oh. my thing. Is, is, oh, that yeah. like, is, is that like a America 
thing for you? You know what I'm saying? Is that like your traditional thing? Like, this is America for me, you know? Yeah, kind of. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, not because, I don't know why, you know, but when I watch that movie, I get like, I, I swell with patriotism. Really? I think it, it yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. When was that movie made? When was the first movie made again? Uh, 1985. Okay, yeah, 80s, America. That's very American. 80s was, was very hardcore traditional America. You see what I'm saying? Right. Does that make sense? Very. Con- but there's a lot in that movie. I mean, they go back to the 50s and, you know, they kind of show that the Norman Rockwell veneer was kind of BS. You know, there's, you know, everybody's like, you know, they, they scratch beneath the surface. It's not all Word. Norman Rockwell stuff. Word. But Word. It's just a movie I watch that makes me feel proud to be an American. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, it's all good. Everyone has their own traditional things. Some people are, are fireworks. Some people, it's watching Back to the Future. Chilling at home, watching Back to the, Back to the Future. That makes sense. That yeah. is totally fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Tano Van just said, Back to the Future just oozes American spirit, it, feel, it feels like. So, yeah, that people are, well, you know, people are agreeing with you. It's Robert Zemeckis who did, like, you know, Forrest Gump. So, he, he can definitely tap into that Americana yeah, thing pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that puffy vest that—that's really the American thing. That's, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> you mean the life vest that he never used at all in that movie? He wears it, but he never uses it. There's no flood going on. What's up with the what's what's up with the life vest, man? The flotation device around your body. I don't get it. You got that Kanye style. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Kanye all day. That's Kanye all day. You, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to let you finish, man. That's the other thing. We're going to talk about this in a second. I swear to God, we're going to talk about this because obviously 4th of July was given, uh, was given, uh, we were given a very interesting tweet. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about that here very, very quick, very, very soon. But real quick, I need to go into this conversation. Um, Sorry for the left turn, but we're going to take this left turn. It's an unfortunate situation. Um, Actor, Broadway star Nick Cordero uh, died last night at the age of 41. Um, He has been battling. He was battling. He had a long 95 day battle with uh, COVID-19, in which, of course, he uh, lost to the battle last night. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a lot of people are banding together. A lot of Broadway stars, a lot of actors that knew him, um, were just kind of banding together, showing their sympathy, showing their, sharing their thoughts and all that. And what's crazy to me is this, this is one thing that I, I want to point out. Uh, this man had no preexisting, uh, conditions. He was a healthy, uh, healthy 41 year old man. Um, he was doing he had no other problems uh and he was he contracted the the virus and of course due to several different complications that happened during his battle with the virus um he ended up having to get his leg amputated um mm-hmm. and he went to a, he fell into a coma and his wife and family basically stood by his side praying over him and hoping for the best unfortunately Last night, he lost his battle to COVID-19. And the thing is, is this man, like I said, had no pre-existing issues, no respiratory issues, no physical ailments at all. This was a healthy 40-year-old, 41-year-old man. Um, 
and it's it's really uh it's heartbreaking to hear that this man <sighs> died and of course you know uh just how he died in the way in which he died um you know so my heart prayers my thoughts go out to him to his family and of course uh may nick cordero uh rest forever in heaven um it's some uh, terrible news i've been following this and watching this for a while ever since uh the news picked it up and entertainment news cnn the today show i mean several media junkets were following this uh this story and it's a uh, terrible news it's really really terrible news you know terrible yeah that's really too bad yeah um and of course you know there's the a lot of people a lot of stars are banding together saying all these wonderful things about him saying that he was such a bright light he was such a talented individual the thing is is that he was a working actor you know he may not have been a in the in the movies you know like tom cruise status but he was a working actor out there doing a lot of doing a lot of shows performing and making a living doing what he loved which was performing and uh it, it was uh it's heartbreaking that he had to go the way he he went um and like i said as much as people say the all the those deniers that that are out there saying pandemic uh this is a real thing and this man really did die from this terrible virus and uh yeah you know, may he rest in heaven for sure. Yeah, I saw that it, uh, they had to amputate his leg along the way. He yep. was in the coma, and it really uh, is a disease that can affect all the arteries and make it to where inflammation throughout the body mm-hmm. is just rampant. And it looked like he really had gotten hit with uh, with the lung stuff. I, I don't know if I guess he went onto a respirator because he was in a coma. Yes, and I, I, the longer that you're on a respirator, and after you you come off, it's really hard for your lungs to. Uh, to regain their ability to fully function. Uh, so even the people who have been on respirators like for a short amount of time, they still have chances for lifelong like lung complications. And so they were saying that he would need a double lung transplant uh, if yeah. he was going to live the life he wanted. So I, I, uh, I really feel for their family. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, everybody else that's out there right now that's in the same position. There's hospitals that are overflowing in different cities. Yeah. Uh, that are, you know, families are facing the same thing every day. And stuff. It is uh, absolutely terrible news. Um, and like I said, you know, I got another one up there right now. So it's uh, <clears throat> unfortunate. It really is unfortunate, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to the next uh, topic. It's part of our one of our main topics of the day. You know, here it is. We got to talk about this Kanye West thing, y'all. I know this is another left turn. We're just going to real hard, you know, bang that left turn hard in the cut. We got to talk about this because this is some real stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, Kanye West is not uh, definitely not one to be. uh, He's not one to uh, shy away or or, uh, let's uh, pussyfoot around something. Okay. Uh, he literally went. Can I say that word? I think I can say that word. I think I, think I just can. did. Yeah. I just did. Maybe that one's all right. I just did. Uh, <laughs> he's not one to beat around the bush. He gets straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? He's like, bang. You now know what beating I'm around the bush, you can't say that's pornographic. See, that's super pornographic. Yeah. So let me let me try this again. Um, he's not one to pussyfoot around the um, around a situation. He's just gonna go. He's just gonna go right into it. Okay. So here's the thing. 
Kanye West on July 4th, the 4th of July, put out a tweet. Uh, I forgot what it said. Damn, I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, he said basically along the lines of, I'm going to be running for president of, the, of these United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. So, of course, Twitter, social media went ablaze the whole world went in went insane okay i already did a a video about my reaction to it right off the bat honestly i ran over to my my computer read this tweet said what the picked up the the camera and shot something my my reaction to it so if you haven't seen it yet go and check that out but the thing is is um well there's a lot of things that we want to we want to talk about here in this situation. First off, the things that I said in the in the previous video, go check it out. But the thing is, is is this something is this a move to try to mess up Biden or could this be a move to mess up Trump? There's many different people that have many different perspectives and opinions about this particular situation. But before we jump into that question, what is it that he's going to have to do to be able to even run for president? From my understanding, it's a very extensive and very, it's a very extensive list. Tommy boy, speak on it. Yeah. Uh, well, according to the, according to Reuters, I'm sorry, according to Reuters, uh, Kanye West would have two routes. If he were going to get on ballots in November, he would either have to, secure the backing of a smaller political party, or he would have to like get a ground game going, get people out there collecting names on a petition to have his name added to a ballot. So unless he can get a ground game going with volunteers on the ground in all Mm -hmm. 50 States collecting signatures to get his name on the ballot between now and November, or unless he's able to secure the backing of a smaller political party, it's difficult to see how his name appears on the ballot unless it's as a write-in. And I think some of the states, including New Mexico and North Carolina, it's too late already to get your name on the ballot. Yeah, it's already too late on in, in certain areas. And and the thing is, is the amount of people that have to, the amount of signatures that he has to get is, I mean, it's still no matter what, it is a very heavy request, requirement. Let's just say that. It's not a request, it's a requirement. So he'd have to have all those things done in the next, what, how many days? 12, 13 days, if I'm correct? Mm. I mean, it's a very short amount of time that he has to get these signatures from these particular states just so he can even get written into the ballot. So what do you think he's thinking, man? What do you think he's (laughs) thinking, Jack? What do you think? Um, oh, and read that tweet real quick. Read that t- tweet, John. Uh, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifi- unifying our vision, and mm-hmm. building our future. America. I'm running for president of the United States. Yeah. Hashtag 2020 vision. Now, real quick, before you jump in, is he off his meds or is he on his meds? See, here's the thing. I've been reading so many different tweets from so many different people and a lot of people and, and people responding to the video that I put up. Like I said, shameless plug for the last time. Go check out the that video. It is definitely something to check out. But there's a lot of people that were commenting underneath being like, oh, here we go. He off his meds again. 
Or a lot of people are going, ah, here we go. He's here to just split the vote from Biden so that Trump can win. Maybe he's conspiring with Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. There's a lot of things to talk about here. Jack, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, I remember, what is it, 2019, he confirmed his intent to run for the presidency in 2024 um, at, at a surprise appearance at the annual Fast Company Innovation New York. Uh, and he started out when I run for president in 2024 and uh, began telling um, easy footwear, footwear designer Stephen Smith that he, he said that the audience began laughing, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, when, when he said it. So obviously people look at it as a joke. Um, I don't know if he is joking. Uh, Kanye's got some big visions, and he seems to be that person that kind of lays everything out for his entire life and, and like, lays out a plan. And he's been putting it into action for a real long time. Mm. Uh, so I, I, there's no doubt that Kanye is smart. And I just don't know the political side of him. Uh, I know that he is friends with Trump or friendly with Trump. Um, I imagine that with the amount of money that they make, they probably probably lean a little Republican on the fiscal side. Um, you know, obviously, uh-uh. and, you know, they're doing the greater good for the for the public in a lot of instances. So maybe that's more the Democratic uh, portion of them. Uh, but I don't know where he would run. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to jump to you, Tom, here in a second, but oh, yeah, I, I want to point something out because I know, Tom, I know Tom, I can see that Tom's wheels are running right <laughs> no, now. No, 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 no. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just being, I'm just being straight funky. I, I, I just see the wheels turning. Now, the thing is, is, uh, you got to remember, okay. Uh, Kanye is, has been, I don't know as if he's changed his mind as of late, but he has been a hardcore Trump supporter. He supports Trump in everything that he does. He thinks that that man can't do any any wrong. He is a black conservative. So when you look at that, there's that part. But then there's the other part. He is also a he is a black conservative and he also has a lot of things and a lot of ideas, ideals that he wants to be able to implement into the black community as well. So you have that as well playing on top of that. Now, there's a lot of things that are, it, there's a lot of things that are in play right now that you just don't know. Uh, like, like how, what I'm saying right now seems all over the place because it is all over the place. Cause if you really think about it, this could be him doing acting. This could be some sort of ploy trying to get him to, uh, maybe he's trying to promote a new album that's about to drop. Maybe he's got a new thing with Elon Musk that's about to drop. You know what I'm saying? A brand new Tesla just designed by Kanye West. I don't know. There's so many different things that you got to, you know, put into perspective here. Like, is he just doing that to make, you know, to ruffle people's feathers so that when he drops that next thing, aside from that big deal with Gap, everybody's looking at that. You see what I'm saying? Everybody's looking in that direction. Now, he has been talking about running in 2024. Why not wait till 2024 where he can actually have some time, get his ish right, learn how to publicly publicly speak instead of I'm going to let you finish. Instead of those moments, which I'm sure there's going to be a lot of those moments anyway, and actually get his whole campaign right by 2024. The other added thing, there is no, he has not shown any signs of actually having a campaign team. There is no team he's he's erected and that he's put together. So 
there's a lot of question marks here that are popping up. Then, if you look at the tweet, I'm running for president of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. Now, does that mean he's actually running in this, if he's running this year over the next four months? Or is he just saying, I see clearly. And in the next four months, in the next four years, I'm, I'm going to be putting things together so I'm ready to properly run in 2024. See what I'm saying? 2020, 2020 vision. I can see far. I can see 2020, uh, 2024. You see what I'm right. saying? I, see, I think it's a lot of that. things to brew up. I don't think he's trying to get, you know, cemented in as president in the next four months. He just signed a deal with Gap. He's going to be busy for the next year. Yeah. Like, like I guess, five, five years. I exactly, mean, he's going to be busy yeah. until he runs for president. My thoughts exactly. He's going to be busy. So why would he be doing it right now? Right now. So it's like, he's all not. right, 2020 vision. Like I see, I see the future. You know, like he he jumped in that DeLorean. Hey, you know, 2020, 2024. He's like, all right, in four years, I'm running. I'm going to guess I'm going to start getting ready right now. You see what I'm saying? Tom, you haven't said a damn thing. What you think, man? Well, I mean, you know, Kanye, of course, has every right to run. And I, I don't like that we're a two party system. I think there should be more people running for president. Word. But- I would question the motives of anybody that would vote for Kanye West for president. I mean, keep in mind in the last five years, he's been hospitalized due to hallucinations related to his psychosis. He frequently goes off his meds. Is that the guy you want holding the nuclear football? Is that the guy you want meeting up with Putin? I was going to say, isn't, isn't that the situation that we're living in right now (laughs) though? Well, I mean, think about it. No, I know that Trump has lowered the bar substantially, but I mean, at least Trump, I'm not going to say anything good about Trump, but he hasn't been hospitalized for hallucinations related to psychosis in the last five years. Um, But again, this conversation is only possible. It reminds me a lot of uh, that California special election where like Arnold Schwarzenegger ran and he was running against like a porn star and Gary Coleman and like all these people that had (laughs) no knowledge or interest or background in politics. It's like Trump has lowered the bar so low on being president that now everybody thinks they can be president. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to vote for a guy who has a shaky hold on his own sanity and, uh, you know, is married to a woman who got famous by, you know, having sex on camera, if that's who you want as your first lady, then, yeah, you can vote for Kanye. It's great. But I, I think he should be able to run. It's a free country. I don't like that it's a two-party system, but I would really question anybody that would want to vote for him for president. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a critical time in our country's, you know, story. And we're going to put Kanye West in charge of it. I, I don't think, I don't think any serious voter would vote for him. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I also do want to point something out. Okay. Just because, you got to remember, um, Kim K, right, did, mm-hmm. it, did it for the family. You know what I'm saying? She did that video for the fam. You know, I hit it, uh-huh. I hit it first. Okay, moving on from that from, with Ray J, if you, you guys don't know that song. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know that song? Okay, nah. never mind. It's Sing all it good. again, Pesco. It's all good. <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's, it's a song that he, he wrote about 
Ray uh, J wrote a song about smashing Kim K and saying I hit it first. Anyway, long story short. Long story short, you also got to re- remember Melania posed nude in 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 photos and stuff like that too. Absolutely. She, she was a model, so here it is. They I mean just because she didn't she didn't S no D's, okay, on the IG or on some uh grainy video, um doesn't mean she hasn't done something where she was scantily clad right or you know exposed as well so just yeah, saying so I, maybe I get it. And so maybe I come on here and I question the sanity of people that still support Trump so right. I don't think it's really out of character for me to question people that would no and vote I'm not for Kanye. and I'm not I, yeah and I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that at all all I'm saying is what I'm trying to say here Tom is that he probably is looking at like what you just said looking at Trump and going, well, if he, if he won and his girl's gone, done some things, you know, and he's crazy and he's done some things, he's had some bankruptcies, you know, he's filed for bankruptcy several times. You know, I've had things that, that did not work out, but yet he won, he became president. So anything's possible. I could do it too. You know what I mean? I'm a billionaire. Now me and my wife are both independently billionaires. Yo, Let's get this. Let's go and get this crown. That's what I think. You know, he that's where I think he's thinking, but I don't know. Then again, I'm like, well, maybe there's a new Tesla coming out designed by 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 Kanye because even Elon Musk endorsed his tweet. He was like, I'm all for it, you know? So I yeah. mean, I'm I'm all for him running. I just can't get inside the mind of anyone that would vote for Kanye West. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I understand that. Is if you go if you go into the if you make time out of your day to go wait in line and go vote, and the guy you vote for, you know, frequently goes off his meds and you know is hospitalized with hallucinations re- related to psychosis, and you know is quoted as an adult saying that he feels like a superhero when he puts on a red baseball cap and you think that guy's the steady hand we need to lead the country. I, I, you know, he has every right to run. I just think anybody that votes for him is not a serious voter. So I don't really see that it will hurt the Democrats or Republicans. I certainly don't think it's going to hurt Republicans. I don't think anybody's going to not vote for Trump in order to vote for Kanye. And I, I don't think any, I don't think many, if any Democrats will vote for Kanye and, place of biden mm-hmm. okay well here it is if because i could see both sides i could see it hurting biden i could also mm-hmm. see it hurting trump as well because here it is there is like 41 percent uh if i'm correct 41 percent of uh trump's voters are black conservatives if i'm correct uh, of course you know i don't have the stats in front of me hang on you're saying 41 what did i say 41 percent? i didn't say i didn't mean 41 percent um yeah that's definitely not right no but there's a okay so here it is there is a large percentage of black voters that are still supporting trump still supporting trump no matter uh, the amount of stuff that he's done right now now a lot of that is young there's a lot of a lot of it is young black voters all right so you look at that situation, but then you see Trump, I mean, sorry, you see Kanye come into the mix out of nowhere, right? Those young black conservatives could possibly turn to him. One, because not only because he's conservative and he has his own views on things and maybe shares the same views as these black 
these young black conservatives, <clears throat> but he's also in the black demographic as well. Hate to throw that in there, but let's keep it real. Now, there's a possibility of them, of of black conservatives maybe leaning over and saying, hey, I'm going to vote for I'm going to vote for West instead of Trump because of various reasons. Maybe 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 Kanye has a plan that's going to be for the black community. Now, he says that he has said those things several different times about his things that he wants to put implement things in regards to helping with the black community, making the black community stronger, bringing businesses back into America etc 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 now if he's sitting there saying putting out his ideas and his thoughts about how he'd like to run the country that could sway that those black voters to go over to Kanye instead of Trump now you could say the same thing on the other side with Biden now both Biden and, and Trump are not great you know they're both weak in their own rights. You know, people think that Biden is going senile. People think Trump is a racist. So you have Kanye West coming sailing in out of nowhere. Maybe he says a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe he actually gets out there and speaks and says some things that really rile people up and make them think there's a good possibility that Trump could lose. Like I said, it could be a double edged sword. It could really ruin Trump. Or it could really ruin Biden or it could ruin both at the same damn time. I don't know. Mm. But like I said, would he be able to bring in as ma- as many people as he could like it, it, it to sign those petitions in that short amount of time? His turnaround time would have to be absolutely as- as- astronomical. You know, and I understand he has fans for his music, but his political views? I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think he'd be able to bring in... I mean, I I just don't think people that are already going to vote in November, I can't imagine them switching their allegiance now to Kanye West. I don't think any serious voter would vote for Kanye West of any party. I I, I think there might be an influx of politically ignorant people that don't really know what's going on Mm -hmm. that on a lark would vote for Kanye West. But I can't imagine serious voters that are taking their responsibility in November seriously would actually go in and be like Kanye West. That's who's going to fix China. That's who's going to, you know, guide us through this civil rights thing we're going through. Right. I mean, you name, I mean, this is a critical point in our nation's history. I don't think any serious voter would vote for Kanye West. Now, it's funny from, is that from I remember having conversations with people. They're like, I don't think any serious voter would vote for Donald Trump. And then a whole bunch of people voted for Donald Trump. But I can yeah. see your point. I see your point in the difference between Donald Trump and Kanye. The Republicans aren't going to split. And if they're going to split off, they want to go with the career politician and get some things maybe back into like a, a median type of thing. The They're not going to jump to a party of uh, – I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure what his – base they would be running on i know that he has been pushing uh his christian christianity portion of his life pretty strong uh so he may be going and running on um the religious uh you know kind of platform and uh, pushing for all the things that go are associated with that um 
but I, I could see maybe him having an impact, Pascal, like you said. Like, he could come in, he could take a little bit of votes away from both sides. I don't know who he'd have a bigger impact on. Um, I don't see, if he ran on a Republican ticket, obviously, I don't think there's going to be a lot of Biden voters that are jumping off the Democratic ticket to go and switch over yeah. just to vote for Kanye. Uh, uh, um, yeah. Um, uh, real quick, uh, what I was trying to say real quick, because uh, uh, Joshua Munn just said this on the on the comments. What I was trying to say is uh, <laughs> Trump has 41 percent of black approval, mostly in young black men. So that's what I was trying to say earlier. Forty one percent approval in the uh, in young black men right now or in the in his black voters right now. So that's what I was trying to say really quick. Also, I'll say this, though. Couldn't Kanye unify this country? There's a possibility he could. He stay, he is literally a black conservative. Now, if he was to run, if he really is going to run, let's just say let's just say if because this all could be a ploy. The world is div- the country is divided extremely. But for him to come in and come in as a black conservative, he's not only speaking on behalf of race issues, black issues, etc. He is also speaking on the behalf of conservatives as well. So he could be that person that unifies the country in a way. Or, let's just say this, or a black conservative in general running for president could actually help unify. Because, of course, the things that are the, the, the uh, systematic, systematic racism, the Black Lives Matter movement, all those things that are happening that they're trying to bring um, attention to right now outside of the coronavirus is dividing this country greatly then you can throw in the you know to wear or not to wear a mask that is the question into into the the mix as well and that's dividing the country tremendously as well so having someone who is black conservative who is not only talking to the black community but also is leaning towards the conservative side could be the person that helps unify this country just a thought. Whether that mm. is whether that is Kanye or not, you see what I'm saying? Mm. I just don't. I don't see a time anywhere in the near future where he'd be able to get enough votes. You know how long it took to get a black politician as a president? Yeah, a career politician. For years, and then while he was there, was just basically, you know, ransacked throughout the entire time. Kanye could go on a ballot. I just don't see any any way that a black rapper uh, could get that much Republican vote. Gotcha. So, yeah, I just I, I don't see it happening. And that 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 poll of forty one percent of likely what black voters would vote for Trump that comes from a Rasmussen uh, poll in June that they noted that that percentage was a fivefold increase in the number of black voters that voted for Trump in twenty sixteen, and that poll is very much an outlier with every other poll 
that has shown that. I mean, it's a talking point for conservatives that in that one Rasmussen poll, it was at 41%, but that's a five-fold increase over 2016 and an outlier to most of the other polling that's going on now. And I imagine with his response to George Floyd, that number's gone down even even more. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I do have a comment here. Uh, Tanu Vane just put this, put this up. If any of you are Christian, does, Kanye, does Kanye's re- religion appeal to you? I'm not, but uh, he seems more legitimately religious than Biden or Trump, who probably aren't at all, in my honest opinion. Uh, you know, here it is. Uh, when it comes to Kanye's religion, uh, yeah, he's he has been God-fearing for a long time. He has been a uh, hardcore Christian for a very long time. To me, uh, that doesn't change my thoughts so much. You you could be any religion. It's just really about what you how you want to run this country or your thoughts are, are about this country. Um, some people use it as a device. Um, <laughs> some people see what I'm who I'm talking about. But anyway, use it as a device. Uh, use it as a tool to grab more more voters. I think he really is. Um, truly, honestly, uh, a devout Christian. Uh, but that does not change my thoughts in regards to uh, who I'm who I'm voting for. Um, if. Like I said, if he had certain uh, policies and certain ideals that he wanted to implement into this country, that's what I care about more than anything else. You know, I care about what he's going to try to do for the black community, what he would do for in regards to this whole defunding police movement that's going on, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything that surrounds it, everything that has to do with what's going on with the coronavirus. Those are the things that really matter to me most. Uh, And then, of course, how we can make how the country can make money, how the the country can get out of debt, how we can keep pushing forward. You know, the normal things that we all care about. To me, you know, Obama was not Christian at all. And, but I did like a lot of his policies and a lot of things that he leaned towards. Um, so it doesn't, the religion part doesn't really bother me. None. I know that it does for a lot of other people that watch and, and, you know, that are voting. A lot of those voters that are out there really lean towards, is he a God fearing man? Sure. I care about that to a certain extent, but what I really care about is how are you going to run this country, man? You know, the, the world, this country's on fire. This world is on fire right now. How are you going to, how are you going to cool them flames down, you know, in a proper manner? That's what I care about more than anything in the world. You could be God-fearing all day, but if you ain't doing nothing for the country, then we we got issues. We got to sit down and talk, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, there's that separation of church and state for a reason, although those bounds seem to be um, being broken down a little bit over the past couple of weeks when they've been voting for money to be able to be put towards private Catholic schools uh, for people to have like an offset cash towards going to the private school. Uh, so you know, there's always that wearing down of that separation, but you know, full on Christian leader, you know, uh, if that's their vision and their goal and they have religion behind their every step, you know, it's hard to say whether or not that's good for the country because we're not just a nation of Christians. Yes, uh, and, and we are, uh, if anything, we're at the most diverse amount of religion and non-religion 
based you know population right now. And so I don't know. Uh, he definitely well, he had like fifty thousand people plus at his last attendance, so the, the last outdoor large event that he did for coming to his church, mm. the Church of Kanye. And so I don't know. He can get definitely pull a crowd. Yeah, I mean, he's got you know if every one of his Twitter followers voted for him. Uh, still wouldn't have enough, but there are possibilities. The possibilities are endless. And, and and like I said, if he was to do, I think if he was to, this is too soon. So if he was, if he's saying 2020 vision for the future, like I see the future, um, I, I see far ahead, far ahead, uh, then, then I think that's what he, I feel like that could be what he's thinking, uh, or what that hashtag meant. Um, and that gives him ample time to get himself right, get the right team behind him, start putting a different, a certain image out there that maybe he's hasn't put out there yet. Um, showing that he is on point, that he is balanced, that he is on his meds, that he is a critical thinker. There's a lot of things that you can do in four years. I mean, you can, you can reinvent yourself multiple ways in four years. It's just a matter of how he approaches the things, how he approaches 2024. 2020 is crazy. Um, And if he does do that, that's going to really mess up what's going on. Uh, Like I said, a lot of people are a lot of people are wanting to see Trump out. Now, I understand that there's a lot of people that are wanting Trump in to stay, but there's a lot of people that want to see Trump out. And if he does something like this, there is a possibility that it could really wreck and mess up that motive, you know, that that goal, which is getting Trump out. Let's just say, you know, uh, as people will say, uh, it's Trump's eviction notice, you know, their eviction vote type thing. Now, is he really trying to do that? Is he trying to muck things up for Biden? Or is he really just going after it because he really wants it right now? I leave the question up to you guys. Comment down below as you guys have already been doing. Keep the comments going. You know, we appreciate it. You know? Yes, we do. (laughs) And top chat, there's donations. And go buy a mask and a shirt. (laughs) Shameless plug. That's right. Tell them about us. Tell about our lovely merch. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, you know, you just got to go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash the dash Pascal, the dash show. And then you can just see all of our goodies we got there. Let's see. You. Yeah. And maybe we can put a Kanye for president uh, shirt together. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. But I'll say this again. I'll say this also. And I said it in the other video and I've said it multiple times. But I knew this was going to happen, that he was going to say something about running for president. I just didn't know he was going to do it right now. Like right now, y'all. Come on, man. That's insane. It's insane to me. It's insane. Wait four years. Get a chance to get your stuff right. Get your mind right. Get your stuff right. Get your Kim right. You see what I'm saying? She obviously has been getting her stuff going. You know, she's been going to law school. She's been exonerating exonerating, uh, prisoners etc etc i mean she's doing what she needs to do to, to to get into the political plane kanye's been sort of doing that so 
Now you really got to start doing it and then run in 2024. That's what I want to see. Right mm-hmm. now is not a good move. Let let hey, if if it if it is going to be what it is and Trump wins, let him win. You know what I'm saying? Let him win, let him have his 4 years. You know, when he steps aside, you're you're right there ready to run. You're fully ready, you're fully you're properly vetted and you can start knocking things out the park. Right. Right now you look like a novice and it seems like you are off your meds. And that's not a good look. Period. Yeah. I mean, maybe he should run for like alderman or like, you know, county council first, just kind of get a taste of politics, make sure he wants to do it before he goes for the CEO job of politics. You know, just a thought. Secretary of the Interior. <laughs> right. You know, maybe maybe just dip your toe in politics a little bit, figure out if it's something you like before you try and be the CEO of the, you know, the richest country on earth. Facts, you know, Tom. Get a permanent be, spot a on the Supreme Court. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. Tap, you know, dip your toe in it real quick. Make sure the water's warm. Make sure it's a, it's, it's a pool you want to jump into because when you jump into it, it's there. It's done. I, I mean, yeah. unless you want to make, can you imagine him making beats and stuff in the, in the, in the White House? Oh, that, oh my lord! <laughs> it, it, imagine his inauguration, though. Oh, it'd be amazing. Are you kidding me, <laughs> man? Jay Z would be on there. Beyonce would be a, woo, woo, woo. you know what I mean? She'd be doing her thing. You know what I mean? It'd be amazing. Pop Smoke would be, you know, spitting bars off to the side. You know, it would be just insane. Takashi six nine would hopefully be put back in jail. Um, <laughs> just saying, that'd be funny as hell. That'd be funny as hell. That's something to see. That is definitely something I would want to see. Um, and I'm not sitting here saying that he couldn't do it in 2024. He could have a fighting chance in 2024. 2020. Not so much. You, you're just there to mess it up and, and, and I mean, stir the pot in the votes. What are you going to say, Tom? I, I think, I mean, I think one of the things we're overlooking on this is how stressful of a job being president is. I mean, even if you're a Trump supporter, you have to admit his mental health is taken. It's taken a ding Thank while you. being president. Thank you. Uh, you can go back and look at how other presidents have aged. I mean, you can look at Barack Obama on his first day and on his last day. It's a stressful highly stressful job do we want somebody with a tentative grasp on their own sanity as it is being thrust into that position is that fair to kanye and is that fair to america to put him in that situation where i mean i think most reasonable people would assume the job would probably drive him insane literally insane like nero Mm -hmm. like appointing his horse to his council insane like if that's who people want to vote for, you know, I mean, I don't like the two party system, but I mean, again, you have to look at Kanye and this isn't like, this isn't like an anti uh, mental health stance or anything like that. It's more out of concern for Kanye and out of concern for the country. If you put somebody that's completely mentally unstable in the most stressful job in America, it's not going to end well, just yeah. straight up. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, Oh man, it's going to be, um, like I said, it'll be a sight to see. And if it actually goes down, trust me, I'll be sitting there front row with popcorn just 
what's going to happen next? I mean, it's going to be hilarious. Like I said, I was like, when when my girl told me the news about Kanye running, I was like, that can't be real. I started laughing because, I mean, not trying to take his announcement like a joke, but at the same time, it was hilarious. It's just hilarious. I, I, I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> He's a like you you got to understand the man is the man is genius level okay yeah. as far as his art as far as his his what he does his creations Absolutely. the music the designs he obviously is genius level and sometimes there's a little bit of madness with the genius I get it but that genius running this country would be very interesting and extremely questionable. But then again, if he runs 2024, he has four years to get his ish right, his mind right, his soul right, all that. Something to think about for sure. Mm -hmm. And then he could really make a decision where he stands, you know, because here's the thing. You've noticed during the Black Lives Matter movement, there has been, he really has not stepped out and said anything in support or against. He has done some things. He has donated money. He has done certain things like that, but he has not said anything. He has not gone out and said, these are my thoughts about the Black Lives Matter movement. Let's just say that. He has not come out and said anything about, these are my thoughts about what's going on in the, in, in, with COVID-19. No, he's been busy securing the bags with Gap continuing to make music and bragging the about the fact that he is actually a billionaire. That's all he's done. So what of, what are, what of it, of his political views? You see what I'm saying? Inquiring minds would like to know. What are his, what are his political views? He's put them out on, on, in, in certain places, but he hasn't, we've never seen him in a debate. We've never seen him sit down and, 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 and have an interview talking specifically about his ideals, about what he wants to do with this country. So him running is almost kind of coming off like a little bit like a sideshow. It's deterring us from the actual goal at hand, whichever it might be. Trying to keep Trump in or trying to get Trump out. I don't know. I just keep thinking it's just a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's a it's a fun little piece for the reality show that has been con con conducting since 2016. That's my personal opinion. Now, there's a lot of people who think that he he and Trump sat down, like tr you know, Kanye called him on the bat phone and said, "Hey, man, I want to do this thing, and I'm about to throw you. I'm I'm, I'm going to try to help you out and throw all these votes." From Biden, because, you know, black people mess with me and they love my ass. No, nah, I don't think it's really like that. I don't. I don't think it's some conspiracy theory. I just think he literally wants to run <laughs> and just be just being stupid right now. You know. But anyway, those are my thoughts and those are our thoughts, of course. You know what I mean? Keep the comments down going on down below. I'd really appreciate it. We got to go into a quick commercial break. Uh, but when we come back, there's a whole lot more stuff we got to talk about, like 
two people, two protesters got hit in Seattle on the highway by a from a hit and run on the on the highway on a very, very busy freeway. Uh, I the uh, I-5. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that here very, very shortly. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And if this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button underneath this feed right now as we speak. And if you haven't done it yet, go and crush that subscribe button. That would mean the world to us. Anyway, we got to go into this next story because this is this is some really interesting stuff. Um, now, I don't know if you guys heard about this thing that happened over the, the past couple days, but a... Two protesters were uh, hit by, basically plowed down by a car that was driving on the freeway while they were protesting on I-5. They were protesting on I-5 and a car plowed through two, through a group of protesters. Um, and of course, thankfully, they unfortunately, they were, they hit two people, but thankfully they only hit two people. Um now, one of the uh, the victims of this uh, hit and run uh, just recently died uh, yesterday. Uh, her name was uh, Summer Taylor, 24 years old. Uh, she died from injuries that came from being hit by this car. Uh, the other victim, who is 32-year-old uh, Diaz Love, remains in critical condition in the ICU. So, of course, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to her and uh, and her family, who are, of course, I'm sure, uh, praying over her and uh, wishing her the best of luck for a speedy recovery. Um, man, this is a this is a crazy story. Um, there were protesters on this highway. Uh, protesting in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, protesting in regards to George Floyd. Um, and this highway was, they had, they literally had cars that were, cars that were parked horizontally across the freeway. This particular car blazed right around, turned blazed right by their their blockade their their man-made their own made uh uh blockade and just blasted right through uh this this group of protesters now i'm not going to show the video on here because honestly it is gruesome is all get out and uh i i don't know it, i don't feel right showing this video it was uh really really messed up um but i we are going to talk about this i, I and i i will show a still of it here very shortly, but I do want to talk about this whole situation because obviously the there it's still developing it's still a developing story. There's a lot of questions in regards to the driver. Was the driver under the under the influence? Who was the driver? Um, why did he go? How did he get onto this freeway? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to Tom because he he got a chance to take a look a little bit of it uh at it and everything and we're going to talk about this because like i said this is uh it's terrible news it's absolutely terrible news tommy what do you think yeah i mean it sounds like there were two protesters that uh you know one was killed one seriously injured i mean it sounds like there were cars blocking yeah. the highway that he drove around and 
He he did not slow down or stop after after the accident. Uh, someone else had to jump it. One of the protesters jumped in their car and chased him down the road and uh, was able to stop him eventually. But yeah, I, I am. I, I can't watch the video. I'm not going to watch the video. Yeah. I'm not a, not a person who does well with gore, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious to know how obvious it was that there, that the road was shut down. Yeah. Like, was it something where like at the last second, you're like, Oh my God, people on the road. Or was it like, okay, there are people on the road. I should probably slow down and be responsible. Yeah. What, what's really interesting. So, is, Go ahead. Go ahead. I just a little, so the vehicle is reported to have entered the I-5 at Vine Street Freeway via the off-ramp, going around oh. barricades and stick and and sticking two protesters that were on the freeway or striking. Striking two protesters. Okay. Yeah. Well, now, so here's yeah, the thing. That sounds like he meant to do what he did. Yeah. So here's the thing. I want I want to point this out. Uh, there were apparently there were blockades on ramps. This car went on to the opposite. He went on the uh, opposite direction on a ramp to get onto the highway. Then he went down the highway. Now, the thing is, is who in their right mind would think, oh, I see all these cars parked horizontally in the middle of the freeway. What do you usually do? You slow your car down. You don't blaze right through it trying to go as fast as you bloody can. Now, I'm telling you, when I saw this video, this dude did not stop. He accelerated. He kept going. He didn't slow down. Like, there was one moment where he slowed down going around the blockade. This, this, I'm going to show you this blockade real quick. Uh, or this, you know, this, this thing that he did. Or the, uh, um, I'm sorry, the, the, the blockade. All right. Uh, I'm going to show this to you right quick because this is what it looked like, guys. Okay, obviously, this is right before he hits the uh, the two victims, okay? The two protesters, all right? Now, here's the thing. If you look over here, there were cars right here all blocking off all of the highway, of the freeway. Now, he drove from this direction here, if you're looking at my mouse, okay? Now, he literally drove around this side. And then gunned it. He just kept going as fast mm. as he could. Then hit those people, right? Hit those people and then have the, like, he didn't stop. He stopped because he he slowed down because he had hit two people. But then he kept going. Somebody had to jump in a car and chase that dude's ass down. Mm. That man plowed through those people. Like he was trying to aim for somebody like straight up Grand Theft Auto type of ish. Real talk. OK, mm -hmm. now that's what you see. That's what you're seeing right there. Now, people are sitting here. Uh, of course, there's a lot of questions like, was he under the influence? From my understanding, from the uh, reports are saying that he was not under the influence at all. He was not intoxicated. He was on no drugs. He was on nothing. He was on nothing. He just took his car, blazed down the freeway, and drove into a group of protesters. Now, the other thing I'm going to say is this, okay? Now, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be feeling some type of way about what I'm about to say. And I mean this with all the love in my heart. Don't protest on 
a freeway. That's all I'm going to say. Don't. You know how many times I see protesters on a highway, freeway, in the middle of the streets? I've seen it multiple, multiple times. And a lot of times there are cops that are escorting those people down, those protesters down the street. This situation, you don't see any cops around. I don't see any, I don't see any lights on. I don't see any of those things at all. This is uh, like just a random impromptu, it seems like, demonstration in the middle of the night, mind you, on a very, very busy freeway. This is, this is my issue, man. This is my issue with the protesting. I'm fully 110% for the protests. But every single time, it doesn't even matter if there are cops there. And it's in broad daylight. The one thing that I fear the most whenever I see people getting onto freeways and highways is that somebody's going to be crazy enough to plow right through a group of innocent protesters. And this is exactly what happened. I get protesting, but you have to protest safely. You don't go out in the middle of a busy freeway. That is I-5. It's a very busy freeway. You don't go on there and protest. You just don't. We got to think before we do these things. It, 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 it's, 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 it, 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 ah, I'm at a loss for words now because I don't know what to say because this is not something that you, you should be doing, guys. Period. Even when it's even when it's properly organized with the right amount of safety and all that, there's still some jackass that's going to get into their white car and blaze through people because he doesn't give a damn. And that's exactly what just happened right here, guys. Don't protest on the freeway, y'all. Period. What are your thoughts, guys? I think. I mean, oh, go ahead. I mean, the police shut down the highway. Then it looked like protesters also had things. So, like, he intentionally got onto the onto the highway. I mean, this was like. I've been reading that he that so it was a black man and he killed mm -hmm. and basically injured two white women protesters for at the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. Which is just an ir ironic statement. Yeah. So like an oxymoron. Uh, so he yeah, drove his car into a black femme march. So, I mean, but yeah, they're out there like almost close to one o'clock in the morning. Um, being on the highways, I mean, we talked about this before, even in St. Louis. I mean, especially the first groups that go out, you know, and are stopping the traffic. It's so dangerous just to like, part, like even like st be the first one to participate in it, and then for the, the people that get added on, now you have groups of cars usually that are backed up for miles. Uh, all it takes is one antsy truck driver that's you know been driving too long, or somebody that feels like they're scared for their life, uh, and uh, say a Karen or a Ken, mm -hmm. uh, and and in these types of situations could happen very easily on the highway. Uh, but this one seems more like it doesn't matter if they were being safe with the highway being shut down and being on there. Uh, this was someone that was looking to cause cause this type of damage. Yeah.
I mean, here it is. I, I, I would play the video just so we could see the action with our own two eyes. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not about to. It is terrible. It is, it is a terrible, it is a terrible video. Then there's also video out there of the perspective of one of the women that actually died, uh, Summer Taylor. Uh, it was her video. It was her camera that she was videotaping on the on the highway, on the freeway, in the middle of it, interviewing people. And all of a sudden, you just hear car, 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 and then all of a sudden, you hear her body hit the car, and her phone that she was filming off of just goes flying into the air, just flipping like crazy. It is there are so many different perspectives of this actual accident, this this incident that. I, I, like I said, it, it is just mind-boggling that this situation even happened. Um, but these are the moments when I say, don't protest in the middle of a freeway. Period. Because here it is. That's a perfect example of if, if there's a will, there's a way. Why would this guy need to get on the freeway right at that particular area? What's on an off-ramp. Uh, on the off off ramp, he went the opposite direction. Like I was saying, if there's a will, there's a way. He clearly knew. Oh, he probably drove up to one of the barricades, one of the pla- the spots that was barricaded, and he said, "Well, I need like why does he really need to get on the freeway? If he wanted to get home, he could have drove local streets. He could have gone around it, found another spot that 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 wasn't going on the off ramp. Like I said, if there's a will, there's a way." So no matter what, even if it was a blocked off, organized demonstration, there's still some jackass that's going to get on the highway and blaze down the road. And what drives my, what blows my mind is this man was sober, completely sober. And I guess maybe he was trying to open her up on the freeway because he was like, man, this freeway is dead. Let's get it. Like just letting it go. I don't know. And then all of a sudden he sees these cars and he's like, oh crap. Oh crap. That's the only other thing I can think of unless he was literally on doing something for bloodthirst. That's the only thing I can think of. I just can't understand why he would get on the highway going the wrong way drive around the barricade. I mean, it sounds like an open and shut case of premeditated murder. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's probably not the safest thing in the world to uh, protest on the highway, but it sounds like this guy wanted to take out people either way. I mean, these people right. could have been protesting on a sidewalk. Uh, he might've just shown up with a machine gun and shot them all. I mean, there's no difference really. I mean, it seems like premeditated murder. It doesn't seem like a crime of opportunity where it's like, oh, I just happen to be in my car. I'll run over these people or anything where he's fearing for his life. It just seems like a guy wanted to go out and hurt some people. It wouldn't matter where these people were. It sounded like he wanted to, he wanted to kill people. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, here it is. Even, even if his intents, his intent was not that. It was. That's all. Even if he was not trying to hurt anybody, he was trying to hurt somebody. 
doesn't matter which way you look at it. If you see there's a there's a blockade, you see that you can't get on the on the ramp for some specific reason, you don't take the off ramp and then blaze down the road. You just don't. I, I mean, m- me personally, if that was happening in my in in my town, and I was go- trying to get on the highway, yeah, I mean, I'd be annoyed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, there's there's a protest going on. It's got to be a protest. Back out. And, and, and just, I'm like, all right, I'm going to find another alternate way home. You know, I'm going to drive locally. I'll just take all side streets, side roads to get home. I'm not about to sit there and go, man, I must. I must get on the freeway as quickly as I can. Let me take this off ramp real quick. Okay, we're okay. We're open. Let's go. No. The, nothing is that important for you to get onto a blocked off freeway. And then go flying down the freeway. Sober. Sober, by the way. It, I just, I don't know. It's, it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely comment down below and let us know what you think. You know, do you think, I mean, I don't even have a question for this. It's just, what do you think? You know? Mr. T12 just said so tragic. Um, Carrie Ann, which is also very true. Uh, the poor girl was live streaming. She was live streaming that event. Son of a gun. So uh, there's um, also another oh, video where it shows a, a driver stopped about a half mile from the scene where he hit the protesters. Mm-hmm. And the protesters caught up with the car and started attacking the vehicle. Uh, so he drove off and waited for police further down the road. Yeah. So like he stopped. It's just it's just a weird situation. He stopped after he hit the. Yeah. He stopped after he hit him. He did. A half mile down the road, and then the half protesters caught up with him and started like beating on his car and trying to get him out. And he right. drove and he drove off. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is. I, I get I get I get the fear of a, 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 a group of people coming in at you after you just did something crazy. The initial response is to hit the hit the pedal, you know what I'm saying, and drive off out of just out of fear. That initial reaction is, oh, God, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. You know, I, I get it. Fear. Fear happens. But at the same time. <laughs> Just I don't know, man. It's it's so. Oh, I'm still trying to. I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around his reasoning, like the perspective of the actual driver. But at the same time, in the in, in the at the end of the at the end of the day, it is not something that you do. There was most definitely. This was definitely premeditated. In my personal opinion. And it's a damn shame. But then it also goes back to my brothers and sisters that are out there protesting on behalf of the Black Lives Matter movement. Please take this as a precaution. As a warning. Do not, I repeat, do not protest in the middle of the freeways. Please. We need to be safe. This is not something that we should be doing because something like this is going to happen. 
over and over and over again. Hmm. What do you think, Tom? I mean, yeah, it's probably not very safe. But again, this guy was going to kill him anyway. I mean, if they were on a sidewalk, he might have just grabbed a machine gun and shot him. If they were on a a street with a lower speed limit, he might have just sped up to the same speed he was going on the highway to hit him. I mean, it seems like this guy had intent. He premeditated this whole thing out. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's probably not safe to protest on the highway, but it's probably not safe to protest in a lot of places. Yeah. This guy took it upon himself to go out and kill people, and he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I... I, I don't I don't feel like the blame goes on the people blocking the highway. The blame goes on the guy that went up the off ramp and thought this through and decided to mow down a bunch of protesters. Yeah. Yeah. I just um like I said, it it is not it is not a uh it was not a situation that needed to happen, period. Um, you know, this is a like I said, an unfortunate series of of events. Yes, it was a it was an accident, but it, I don't know. It, it is a very questionable uh, series of events that happened. All of it's very questionable. Um, and uh, at least for right now, we don't have all the answers right now because everything's still developing. And it's, it's nuts that, uh, it's, it's scary to me, the thought that that man was completely sober. That's scary. <laughs> just don't protest on in the middle of the freeway, y'all. Please. Just don't. And, and don't don't hit protesters with your car. And also that too. Thank you. And don't hit protesters with your car. Yeah, I think that's the bigger issue here. True. True. Very, very true. I mean, so thing. the and I'm reading comments on Twitter from a whole bunch of people. There's a lot of hate. Um, but there's some of the protesters that were part of that group that were talking about how it happens in Seattle all the time. It doesn't matter if if we're on the highway or if we're on the streets. Uh, We have uh, police that are in unmarked cars after they get off work circling our areas where we're at on the streets and yelling racist things at us throughout their window. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's people that drive through the protest in the middle of the actual streets as well. Uh, So, you know, it doesn't matter really if the protests happen on the highway or the sidewalk and we can go through and find stuff. I mean, there's things of cars driving on sidewalks, trying to get around protesters, hitting other protesters. There's other cars that are literally going there, waving the Confederate flag, trying to just like run people over. And there's, you know, it's the intent, you know, you don't get onto a highway the wrong on the off ramp and speed up as fast as you can go. thinking maybe it's closed down and, even then, so well, you got onto the highway just to go in your Jaguar and go as fast as possible. Like, I, I don't get it. Uh, and, and there's no, you know, go on an off-ramp to get on a highway that's closed down, that's been closed down for over an hour. Like, they close it off right before midnight. This happened around, like, 1.16. The uh, protesters didn't go on the highway until about 12.17, they said. So, you know, they've been on, on the highway for about an hour. Uh, and, and so that means it was closed down in that area for about an hour. Um, and if you're going around barricades and you just like skip the, the on-ramp because you see barricades there and you go to the off-ramp, well, there's some, definitely some intent, you know, yeah. that's going to, going to be behind that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, uh, Michael on Facebook just said, um, 
uh, especially in the highways, uh, uh, especially in the highways, get out of the, the highways. That's just dumb. And we can do a whole bunch of what ifs. We can what if all day. And that and that's very true. We could. You know, we don't have all the answers. We could speculate all day, every day. But, um, you know, here it is. What are your thoughts? Is it an, was it an accident or was it premeditated? Definitely comment down below, but definitely protesters stay off the highway and drivers don't try to hit people with your cars. Just like Tom said, it's just uh, use your head. It's murder. <laughs> and it's literally murder. It's wrong. Don't don't murder people. Exactly. Don't murder people. And because uh, it's un, it's ungodly. OK, it's ungodly. Please. <laughs> Just don't hurt people with your cars and and protesters. Please find another way, a safe way to protest, not on the freeways. Anyway, we got to go into a quick commercial break. I appreciate everybody's comments. Keep the comments going on down below. If you haven't done it yet, hit that like button down below. That would really mean a lot. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We do this show, just in case if you don't know, we do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So be a part of this conversation. If you're enjoying the conversation and all that, we do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Hit that like button underneath this feed. We got to keep this ball moving. Tommy Boy's got the story. What's a guan, Tommy Boy? Yeah, I've been hearing about uh, people uh, having their acceptance letters to certain colleges rescinded after their social media posts have come up where they're saying racist things. A lot of... A lot of people are saying a lot of things online right now about uh, the protests going on, about Black Lives Matter, about mm-hmm. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. The list goes on and on. And not all of them are good or helpful. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of high school students that are looking to go to college are finding that the colleges that they thought they were going to are now sending out letters saying, hey, we saw your Snapchat video where you were saying a whole bunch of racist stuff. Mm-hmm. Have fun finding a new school. Wow. So that's kind of happening now. And there was a star high school athlete who was recruited to play football at Cornell and his uh, acceptance has been rescinded after there's video of him using a racial slur on Snapchat. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Marquette university revoked an incoming freshman's admission offer because of a Snapchat post mocking the death of George Floyd. <sighs> there was an honors student bound for university of Florida who now has to make other plans after the university learned of an Instagram post where the student declared she was most definitely a racist. So a lot of, a lot of dumb kids out there, even if they are honor students, even if they are valedictorians or whatever, um, a lot of dumb kids out there blowing their chances at colleges. And this has raised a bunch of questions because some of these schools that are rescinding offers are state schools. So it gets into the whole territory of free speech. And can a government institution uh, exclude people based on speech? And what a lot of these uh, colleges are saying is that in their um, admissions process, they look at the totality of the person, not just grades, not just uh, extracurriculars, but the totality of the person. So mm. they're using they're using that as a way of excluding these people who have said racist things on on the Internet. 
from attending their school. Because I guess it's a lot harder to kick someone out of school for saying racist things once they're already admitted. Because mm-hmm. then, then it becomes a definite speech issue. But and then again, a lot of these private schools uh, that these kids are getting, like Marquette, uh, that they're private institutions. They, they don't have to abide by free speech. They can say, oh, you said that. You're not going here. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no shortage of these. There's a whole New York Times article where it's just story after story of kids getting on Snapchat, Instagram, that kind of stuff saying racial slurs, uh, saying all kinds of racist stuff. And now, now they're not going to be able to go to the college of their choice. You know, it's not only doesn't just stop there. Uh, there are, (laughs) I look at the amount of people have been fired from their jobs for how they act on social media. Uh, it it is no longer just that area where you can go and, and go on a rant and not be held accountable. Uh, and people are actually taking the steps to be able to have access to your social media. So there's some like businesses that have you sign up and provide all of your access information to your social media when they get a new job with them, because they want to make sure that you are following the rules and that you are like up to their standards of morality, I believe. And it's a uh, pretty interesting, you know, reach out into a personal life as opposed to the professional life. You know, I can understand public school. Um, how could they deny anybody based off their beliefs or their free speech or, or anything like that? I imagine there could be some lawsuits if it was a public-based school. Uh, but a private school, I could see them having, obviously, you know, all their freedom to wow. let them go or not, not allow them in. Yeah. Interesting. Because, okay, so real quick, going back to the top of the story really quick, Tom, um, mm-hmm. the people who are exposing these these aspiring college students, right, are these people that are their friends? Is it just people on social media that are ex- exposing them? Or is the college actually seeing those things themselves, like doing their own investigation on each and every single student that they have coming in? As I understand it from the article, it sounds like there are people online that are keeping lists of uh, inflammatory posts from people so that they can mm. reach out to their employers or their, uh, the school they may be attending. I mean, there are people out there who are, you know, they have spreadsheets up of people's individual posts. That's wild. And they say, oh, that's this person. Well, where are they going to school? Where are they employed? I mean, it's an organized effort to call out people uh, that are spreading hate on the internet. Yeah. And it, it's certainly bitten a few of these, a few of these, uh, I mean, one of these people was a valedictorian of her high school and is now, where is this? Uh, yeah. Liberty Woodley, 17 year old. Uh, she was a 2020 valedictorian of her high school class at Cape Coral, Florida had accepted an offer to attend the university of Florida. She can't, she won't be enrolling there because they, they saw her Instagram post hmm. where she, she said, I really try so hard not to be a racist person, but I most definitely am. There's no denying it. So, you know, okay. So then let, let's throw the question out to everybody else. Do the colleges have a right to do that? Do, do colleges have a right to rescind uh, their admissions? To, to these students, these aspiring college students' admissions. The, you know, comment down below. Let us know what you think. Um, because here it is. Uh, Tom has a point there, or the Tom brought up a good question or a good 
yeah, a good point and a, a good question in this situation is freedom of speech. The fact that they are being able to exercise their first their First Amendment right, shouldn't they? I mean, shouldn't it be? Should that stop somebody from being able to go into a college? What do you guys think? I don't know. I mean, sometimes education is the best thing for someone. You know, going to a college and being around a whole bunch of different ethnicities and uh, ages of people, you know, it can change your view. Uh, or you can go and get into a fraternity and be surrounded like like-minded individuals and you flock towards a, a group of people that may or may not be, you know, on the same uh, level of hate as you. Uh, and, you know, there's little niches that form as well. So, you know, it's... Um, it's definitely, you know, I, I remember writing essays to colleges when I was trying to get in because it wasn't just based off grades. They want to see about your life story. They want to hear about who you are. Um, you know, they have values that, you know, they set for their standard of their school and they expect everyone there to be able to up, uphold them. If you're straight up saying that you're against their values and they're saying, well, with this additional information, you know, your application is no longer accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's definitely, it's harder once they actually become full on students, it sounds like. So, but they're, you know, they've found a loophole Yeah, and whether or not it's okay or not, it's happening. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Tom, what do you think, man? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can see the speech side of it, but at the same time, I mean, if you're trying to cultivate a safe atmosphere for uh, minorities at your college, I could definitely see where if you've got somebody that's saying a whole bunch of racist stuff on there, you might say, well, how is this going to affect the lives and happiness of our of our black students or our gay students or, mm. you know, our transgendered students? If you've got somebody out there that's spreading hate against them, you got to think about, you know, how is that going to impact the education and well-being of other students at the school, too? Okay. So, now, yeah. Now, the only argument I have here is this. Uh, I can't even believe that I'm saying this right now, but I'm going to say it here. It is. That's only one student. I'm just throwing that as devil as the devil's advocate right now. That is only one student. This is not a group of students that are getting admitted into, let's just say Cornell. This is just one student with their ignorant, of course, their own personal ignorant thoughts on race in the matters of race. That's one student, not a group of students, not a, Unless it was like, let's just say all these students came to band together and started talking this hateful rhetoric on Snapchat and they were all going to Cornell. I can understand that. But that is one student. So it's not like that one student's going into that school as a group. Does that make sense? It's not like one large voice. This one single voice talking out their ass. You see what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. In the real world right now, me, hey. I applaud every teacher, I mean, every uh, university that's sitting there rescinding their admittance, their their admissions. Absolutely. I'm happy about it. Absolutely. That's what you get for talking crazy. But First Amendment rights, they have the right to speak their minds. See what I'm saying? So it's not like they're one large group of people. It's just one person going in. That's one ignorant ass, you know, in the sea of hopefully smart 
forward-thinking individuals that maybe that group or their surroundings could make them unlearn the hate that they have. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. Now, I'm just, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Let me tell you, if, if I could have gone to college without some of these ignorant ass kids that I went to college with, I would have had a holly jolly Christmas. But unfortunately, that's not how the world works. You know, you still have to deal with unwoke people. Let's just say that, you know? So does that mean that we, uh, we, that colleges just push all these students out for exercising their first amendment rights? When it's just one person. Right. Like I said, if it was a group of people, this might be another conversation. But this is one person going to Yale. One person. Well, shoot, if it was Yale or... See, that's the thing. Yale, Cornell, Harvard, all these schools that want to have the, the embodiment of the perfect student, right? And those students should be free thinking and forward thinking. When they put out a video... One, it takes a lot of energy, as much as it is simple to do, to pick up a phone, right, and record. It takes a lot of energy to pick up a phone, turn onto your Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and put out your own racist rhetoric into your social media. That takes a lot of energy, too. You see what I'm saying? So... It's interesting that somebody would be that dumb to go onto their platforms to say ignorant ass-ish. Especially with everything that's going on right now. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just... Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I mean, and there are some schools that aren't doing this. Like Louisiana State University and Missouri State University have both cited free speech protections and their decisions not to revoke uh people applying to their schools that have said stupid stuff on facebook what two universities real quick university louisiana state and Uh, missouri state that makes sense but yeah but i mean here's the thing i mean you have cliff smart who's uh the missouri state university president came out and he said as a public university we are legally required to uphold the principles of free speech embodied in the first amendment to the constitution The video, as hurtful and sensitive and offensive as it is, is protected by the First Amendment, as was the language in the social media posts. Now, he may have a point there, legally, but I don't know. I mean, if you're you're a parent of a black child, or if you're a black student looking to go to college in the fall, and you see that statement from the Missouri State University president, are are you going to be, like, super excited to go to that school? No. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I just, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, sure, you're letting this one racist in under the guise of free speech, but you're putting off a whole group of people that are looking at, looking for a higher education. That, that's kind of my thought on it. Mm -hmm. Jack. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, we publicly fund the schools. So if you're a taxpayer, you should have access to it. 
Right. Um, you know, there's, I mean, I saw, I think Tanavain said that, you know, if um, you're on parole or if you've been in prison and you get out, you're still allowed to go. So, you know, there's, you can't have uh, limitations or the public access stuff uh, based off of protected speech. And uh, it's a, in private schools it can impose their will. It's like a private business, a public, you know, you, you can go ahead and say whatever you want and you can still walk into the police station. You can still walk into city hall. You can still walk into the library. You have public access to it if you pay for it. So, you know, there is um, definitely the legality side of it. Legally, probably need to, you know, not bar anybody from the public, public schools. Yeah. Uh, morally, a lot of people shouldn't get a lot of access to a lot of things. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Facts. Figgity facts, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting uh, 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 conundrum. Uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting situation because we there is no right answer to this. Um, I mean, I personally think my gut reaction is, yeah, kick them all out. You know, please. I, I, I approve this message. But at the same time, there is that argument of freedom of speech and them being able to say what they need to say. But then at the same time, maybe them going to a school where that is properly integrated. It really depends on the school, of course, because there are schools that are not properly integrated at all. And that's a whole other can of worms that we could. That's another rabbit hole we could jump down uh, that we're not about to go. But depending on where they're going, there might be an opportunity for them to be around more diverse people, for them to change their minds, get away from the ignorant environment that they might be in. Um, or that that closed-minded uh, uh, environment that they're in, so that they can go somewhere and allow themselves to open up their minds and and hopefully flourish. You know, um, not everybody was, is born with an open mind. You know, or born into families or into environments that allow them to f- be forward-thinking individuals. So, college, hopefully, is something that causes people to open up their minds, you know, right. and get a higher learning uh, and start to unlearn some things. But that's a, that's another thing. Comment down below. Definitely let us know what you think. We're going to get moving to the next hold, story. Hold okay. Jack. I, I, I think that Trump, remember the other week, how he said that uh, you don't need a higher education anymore. You just need uh, skill. Yeah. So I think he saw this coming. <laughs> he knew that majority of his voters couldn't get into school anymore. Oh, that's so and true. That's he, he messed up. To, you know, set the precedent that people need to have a skill set instead of education. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's trying to protect his own for show, for show. And th- that's what I was about to say. Speaking of Trump, which is a beautiful segue. Thank you, thank you, Jack, for that, for interrupting me. Um, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to the next subject, the next topic of the day. Okay, so obviously this past weekend was the 4th of July, 4th of July, and uh, on the 3rd of July, Trump had a event in front of Mount Rushmore. Tommy Boy, speak on it. Yeah, Trump had a giant, uh, well, it was the 3rd of July, spectacular at uh, Mount Rushmore in South yes. Dakota. And um, yeah, he, he took he took the stage and he was basically trying to appeal to, as the Associated Press puts it, disaffected white voters. Um, but yeah, he hit on 
he hit on all the he hit on the, all the normal stuff. He said that um, said that far left liberals were going to try and take down all of the presidents on Mount Rushmore. That you know we're trying to that liberals are trying to change the fabric of America. He lamented ca- cancel culture. Uh, he said the political left hoped to defame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Mm. Uh, he said, we will not be terrorized, we will not be demeaned, and we will not be intimidated by bad, evil people. That will not happen. So, you know, your usual big tent, uh, you know, kumbaya, 4th of July speech from a responsible president. A pun intended there? Was the big <laughs> There's tent no pun. thing intended? <laughs> no. No. It's just Trump being an idiot. No. But, no. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, 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 he's clearly trying to draw this wedge between people now. Uh, he's try, you know, he said Black Lives Matter is a hate group. Yes. Uh, he took to Twitter this morning to talk trash on uh, Bubba Wallace. Um, he's definitely drawing a wedge on this issue uh, between Black Lives Matter. Uh, he's he's trying to make it a, a, a an election year issue. Um, is clearly trying to divide people as much as humanly possible right now. And I think that was kind of the key point of his Mount Rushmore speech this, uh, this last weekend was trying to divide people along racial lines. Oh yeah. Uh, in the hope that he can get reelected. Yeah. It, um, it, it was, uh, now, now the thing is, is that, uh, okay. Uh, the, so the thing is, is that it's really it's really interesting that he was doing that speech right there in front of Mount Rushmore. Now, there's obviously a lot of speculations, a lot of theories in regards to why he was doing it there of all places, not somewhere else. He could have done it in front of the White House. He could have done it anywhere um, on the 3rd of July. Now, of course, we already have talked about the sculptor who actually created Mount Rushmore. He had connections uh, to the KKK. Um, And there was obviously a lot of people have theories about what Trump's intent was in regards to having that event there in front of Mount Rushmore. A lot of people are saying that he was doing that in regards to his connections with the KKK as well. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of speculations about that. There have, uh, Tanu Vane just asked something, which is uh, I wanted to add into, into this. During the actual event, when they showed um, Trump's, you know, Air Force One or the Trump plane, whatever you want to call it, flying into, uh, in, you know, landing near Mount Rushmore and all that, uh, they were blocked. They were actually stopped by a protest by protesters um and they had to find a way to get through just so that they can get trump to the podium to speak now what's funny is uh because tanner vane said any protesters against trump there yes there definitely was uh on the roads i don't know if there was anything at the actual event from my understanding but there were people that were definitely protesters out there that were definitely trying to stop trump from getting to the actual event. Um, yeah, which was really fascinating because, and here's the funny thing is, uh, I was watching this on Fox News and they put that information out there too. It was right there. They said protesters uh, blocked off uh, his his motorcade 
trying to stop him from getting into the event. Now, it's it's very it's very interesting. Um, but yes, there's a lot of talk about him trying to divide the country. Um, a lot of things that he's saying now. I feel like there's a lot of people that are saying this. Uh, the news is saying this on 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 multiple on multiple channels that are saying that he is basically kind of leaning hard on the race card right now. That he is literally trying to stoke fear. Uh, and, and really riding on the the racism thing. Now that he's calling the Black Lives Matter movement a uh, um, a, a terrorist group um, is beyond me. Um, he is literally leaning all the way in on this thing because I, I th- think he fears about his polls. He fears his numbers. He fear, fears that he's pretty much everything's going down uh, going down really bad for him. So he's just like, all right, let me just lean in on this all the way. I'm going to lean hard on the race card and just split everybody up. And only, and hopefully I can win that way. Or he's just finally exposing his ass and saying, hey, these are my thoughts. F it. No, I'm not getting any, my polls are terrible. My numbers are bad. F it. Here's the real me. See? This is me. I don't care anymore. If I lose, I lose. At least I'm going to be me. I don't know. But the Mount Rushmore speech was very interesting. Um, very divisive. Um, and like I said, and like Tom just said, he is most definitely trying to split the country up for sure. Jack, what are your thoughts? It's uh, definitely a... I, I, it's pretty, I don't know, it's hard to think about, like, I don't think there is a more concrete way to divide people. Uh, and, and for every speech that he gives, you know, you expect some, like, maybe this time he'll say something that's going to unite everybody. Maybe on 4th of July he'll come up with a, you know, an amazing speech to be able to unite all of America and towards a common cause. And But instead... He's a fear monger. He went straight to try to bring more fear. And the problem is people are afraid of COVID right now. And he's acting like it's not around. And so he's really trying to strike up you know, fear of you know, minorities and you know, change and anything that's outside of his ideology. But there's a lot of people that stand with him. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are, are switching sides because they're being forced to make a choice. And he's trying to make it, you know, very straightforward. You know, either you're with me or against me. And people that are with him, like you said, you know, he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and they'd stay with him. Mm-hmm. And so he just sticking to his, you know, his talking points. And if he repeats them over and over and over and over again, there's a base there that will never leave because that's what they hear and they think and they don't see anything else. So uh, he united his people. That's all it did. He united his people. He went to a place that was sacred to indigenous people. He uh, went against the CDC health guidelines. He set off fireworks in a drought-riven area. They already said there was fires that started from... You know, fireworks going off at different places. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a, you know, everyone, they, they were so packed in at his event as well. They show the chairs, like, literally side by side next to each other. Yeah. Like, 
full house packed event type of thing with you know kind of flaunting uh you know social distancing you know not being in effect so i don't know i i don't have words for how a lot of politicians act yeah uh, and and he just really really is up there and just <laughs> on his own his own world, yeah. uh, doing his own thing. Now, so it, it, yeah, he is. Um, he is definitely uh, his own. He is definitely his own person. Tom, I I just want to go to the the topic of Mount Rushmore for a minute here, please. That <laughs> that he chose to do it there. I mean, in the eyes of the Supreme Court and in the eyes of the Fort Laramie Treaty of eighteen sixty eight, that is that is Native American land. Uh, the 1868 treaty says that the great, um, let's see, guaranteed a, a great, uh, guaranteed a permanent great Sioux reservation to the Sioux tribe, which included the Black Hills. Under this agreement, no treaty for the cession of any portion or part of the reservation can be sold or traded unless 75% of adult male Indians agree to the change. So in 1868, the U.S. government signed a treaty with Native Americans saying the Black Hills are yours, and unless 75% of adult males in your tribe agree to cede the land, it is yours for all time. Well, cut to five years later in 1873, a group of men from the Lakota tribe said that they wanted to cede the Black Hills in exchange for food for the, from the U.S. government. But the group of men that ceded the land made up just 10% of the tribe. You remember in the treaty, it said you needed 75% of the male tribe members to sign off on ceding the land. They only got 10%. So in 1980, the U.S. Supreme Court said that the Black Hills, are that the, the 1868 treaty still applies because mm. 75% of the male uh, members of the tribe did not sign off on it. So, I mean, according to that treaty and according to the Supreme Court, Native Americans can do whatever they want with, <laughs> with Mount Rushmore. I mean, it's their land. It was stolen from them. It's classic West, you know, classic American treaty breaking, you know? Yeah. Uh, Trump has a long history of um, fighting with Native Americans uh, because of his casinos. Yeah. Uh, so he's lost um, revenue, and that, which he contends because of Native American casinos and because they don't pay taxes to the U.S. because they're on tribal land. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like the only way that most of those uh, tribes are able to have income. Uh, and he, But he's, you know, has said that he wants them to be no, you know, no longer around. And the people that showed up to this lawsuit back in 2016 that he had from, I guess, his New Jersey casino, um, he's like, oh, I think I have more um, Native American blood in me than they do. Because uh, wow. he was saying that they they look like white businessmen. And, and he's like, oh, they're just here trying to, you know, play off of the, of the tribes. Uh, I don't know. It's... Um, and again, you know, he is a big divider. Yeah. <laughs> and if he can, uh, you know, get revenge on people along the way, I feel like he takes the he takes every opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 his whole M.O. is uh, screw them over 
and screw them over hard. I mean, that's that's his whole MO. I mean, if you know, if you didn't know, now you know. Um, and uh, it, 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 you know, the the situation is very weird. Um, and it, you know, as much as somebody says. Oh no, he was just, you know, wanted to do it in front of Mount Rushmore. No, the, the, there was a reason behind it. There was absolutely a reason behind all of it. Um and the fact that Yeah, he's just a he's the great divider. Literally, he is the great divider. Um I couldn't you guys said it very very well. I don't have any anything to say about it cuz it is it's jacked up. All of it is super jacked up, Jack. Jacked up Jack. <laughs> it's just so messed up, man. I don't know how to say anything else on it, to be completely honest. But we real quick, I, I do want to point something out that I, I found very interesting as well. Now, Mr. T12 gave just sent me some videos, which is something one of them I already saw. A second one was very interesting to me. And I, I hate to do this left turn. I'm sorry, guys, but it is in regards to this great divide. Um, and in regards to all that we're going through right now, um, it is, uh, long story short, um, the, there are a lot of people that are coming together, um, and there's a lot of militia that is starting to pop up, some on the far right and some on the far left, and this is very, very interesting. Um, now, there was militia in uh, Stone Mountain, uh, Georgia. Uh, this was this was them. Uh, this was a a group of uh, black militia, basically, uh, getting together, banding together to. Um, well, they were going to infiltrate the KKK headquarters. Now. I'm only going to show a little bit of this video because I, I I just want to show the two opposing sides here. Um, like I said, there's two opposing sides <laughs> to this, and it's, it's very weird. It's very wild. Um, hold on one second, guys. Like I said, I'm going to do only a little bit of this video because there is some language involved in this as well. So here it is. This is, this is the... Uh, Black militia. All right. Hey, this is right outside the uh, headquarters for the KKK. These men and women are all together planning on going in. Now, this is just one side. This is just one side. Now, this is a video. This is a video that I already saw. This is a, a perspective that I already saw. Uh, I did not see this other one that Mr. T12 just sent over, um, which I find found uh, uh, very fascinating as well. Now, this is a, uh, the uh, the uh, let's just say the right side of the spectrum um, coming together, uh, trying to stop a. If I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm correct, this is a a man in a BLM shirt uh, being stopped by uh, a, a white supremacist uh, militia at Gettysburg. 
Um, so we're going to show this quick video. It's going to be very, very quick. All right. Wow. And it's sideways, so <laughs> roll with me, guys. I'm not saying you're not, but I tell you, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they are anti-American. I'm a real American. I know what real American is. Are black people not American? I never said that. Most black people have nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. That's not true. That's wow. not true. That's not true, and I'm not saying that. What's not true? That black people are American or that black people aren't in Black Lives Matter? I said a lot of black people don't support Black Lives Matter. Thank you. A lot of wow. people I've known. Are people you know? Black Lives Matter. Have, have you, like, talked to black people about it? Now, personally, I, I'm seeing in this particular video, I don't, I don't really see a lot of people armed in this video. I just see a group of people uh basically just with their phones out uh pro of course going against this particular man who's wearing a blm t-shirt um but of course as we were saying before the world is getting extremely divided um you know it, it's it's oh here we go there we go there we are let's get that there that's a little bit better so there are men that are still rocking their ar-15s rocking their Rocking their um, respective weapons. If you're okay. going to a disturbance, I can recommend to you that you de-escalate no, just a little bit because five obviously oh. you're upsetting some people, and I would tell them the same exact thing if they were doing it to you. So you may want to de-escalate. Okay, we have a good law enforcement presence here, yes. and we can defend you, and we can defend them. All right. Fair but enough. There should not be a reason that we have to defend each other. Okay. So I see what he's saying there. You know, he's got a good point there for sure. But anyway, um, so there's a lot of, obviously, as we have been seeing over this past weekend, there's a lot of divide. There's obviously two different sides to every story. Everyone, there's some people that are out there trying to, uh, you know, step, step up. Uh, on the there's extreme leftists that are, are out there uh, that are getting uh, militant that are banding together uh, like we just saw um, in the first video and then of course there's the other side as well um, you know and we've seen the other side on multiple occasions rocking their AR-15s uh, and, and just getting ready um, and it, just because they are protesting either to uh, because they're anger, anger, uh, angry about uh, not being able to open up their 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 cities, they want to get back to work, et cetera, et cetera. But then the, you know you also got people out here that are rocking their AR-15s in fear of what's going on with the BLM movement as well. You know, um, this is a very real thing. I mean, people are uh, people are getting together, and a lot of people aren't aren't willing to take it anymore. You know, fellas, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I'm. Go ahead, Jack. I'm always surprised at people that just want to walk around with open carry and stuff. I don't really understand, you know, why. Like, why? <laughs> like, if you don't have the intent on using it, like, why you're out and about, and do you are you thinking that you really need it with you all the time, like, for every instance? I, I just, I, I'm not a gun owner, so I, I don't have that understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Tom. But you know, having the cops out there and defending both sides, trying to de-escalate—I don't know. Right. Yeah. 
I'm kind of in the same boat as Jack. I don't have any guns. Um, you know, I don't, it's that you'll, you'll probably, I can't imagine this. If, if, if you ever do see me walking around with a gun outside, something has gone catastrophically wrong. <laughs> like if you see me doing that, something's gone very wrong. Um, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, Stone Mountain is obviously a terrible place. Um, it's the home of the Confederate Memorial that honors Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, Jefferson Davis. You know, the, the sculpture was designed by a Klan member. Um, you know, it's, it's an ugly place with a long history of racism mm-hmm. in the country. And I can see where people would want to make a show of force there. But yeah, again, I think going back to our previous story, it'd be nice if we had a president right. that could try, maybe just try one time to unite people rather than divide people, to try and bring some peace and civility back to the way we interact. And he has no intention of doing that. He's, he was elected because he's divisive and hateful. And now the country has kind of reflected that the country's divided and hateful. And he's just going to keep trying to, you know, break that, break that wound open as far as he can. Yeah. Cause he, he doesn't care about people. He doesn't care about Americans. He doesn't care about people. He cares about winning and he's just trying to divide and stoke anger and hatred. And this, I mean, this is the Trump presidency. This is what everyone feared would happen. Yeah. Here we are. This is what you get when you put a divisive, hateful man in the most powerful position in the country. You get a divided, hateful country. Yeah. So here we are. Very, very true. Very, very true. You know, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, the world is very different. The ver- the world is very interesting right now. Um, and I wish everyone would just, I just wish everybody would calm the hell down to be really honest. Uh, everything is really, um, intense. Understandably there, you know, there's the other side of the, the situation too, which is there is no time to relax. We've been relaxing all this time. So that's why everybody, that's why there is unrest right now because people are tired of sitting around and they don't want to take, they just will not take it anymore. So I get, I get that side of things. And, and yes, there, there is a need for things to change. I just wish things didn't have to go into such a violent direction. I know that a lot of people are sitting there going, oh, wait for it. The race war is coming. God, I hope not. I hope it doesn't happen that way. I'm it hoping, really, every I'm person I've ever heard talk about the, you know, the upcoming race war is always someone who seems to really want that to happen. I never hear that from people that are like, you know, progressive thinking people that are like, Hey, you know, all races are that. the people that I always hear talk about the impending race war are racist. Yeah. And you can see them start to salivate when they start talking about it. It's a fantasy they have. Yeah. Cause there are a lot of racists out there. They would love a race war where they could go and wipe out all the black people. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, like I was just saying, I, I really don't, I really would like to see things kind of come to a place where we can actually sit 
instead of it being throwing out the guns, everyone and their mama going to the gun store, <laughs> getting their guns and their bullets, that maybe we could all at some point find a moment to sit down. Now, I'll say this, though. It all depends on what happens in the next few months. If we do have Trump in office and he runs and he does what he does, who's to say that this race war won't happen? I mean, it seems like it will start teetering or start leaning towards that area because if nothing changes, people will talk. And it, it really comes down to who we end up voting in. Whether we bring in the racist for a second term or we bring in the senile Biden. <laughs> it really depends on who we end up voting in. And I'll tell you this. I'm going to be really worried. I'm going to be really worried when if. Trump gets reelected. And I'm going to be really worried if Trump doesn't get reelected. Just the day of the day of when the, the, the moment they say whoever is going to be the president in 2020. I'm worried. That's the tipping point. Definitely, yeah. definitely a tipping point. Well, it's just oh, and, and and here it is. And somebody just said this, Chris uh, LaRose, YouTube. Thank you so much for commenting. He said, if if Trump loses, he will not go peacefully, and that's, that's the truth. Right. And that's why I'm scared. I'm worried about he won't go peacefully. Forget all that. Yes, he won't go peacefully. That's a guaranteed guaranteed fact. What about all the people that support him? Yep. They're not going to be down for that news either. They're not going to let that go peacefully either. So that could that could spark is something interesting as well. Something it could be violent. But then if he does get voted in for a second term, Ish could hit the fan too, my brothers and sisters. This could be a violent violent outcome on either side. Neither side is going to be happy about the win or lose verdict. Scary, man. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, hopefully that we can find some common ground with whoever's in the office. But if Trump is reelected, I mean, it, he is going to cement in more judges more Supreme Court justices. He, I mean, there will be like the amount of time how we how we will get back to middle ground is unknown because everything is be so so swayed one way. Yeah. With per or you know not you know lifelong positions, but you know people that are in a position for a really long time. Yeah. And the ideology is sticking around no matter who is elected. Like that has already been ingrained in the system. Yep. 
It's a scary thought, man. It's a... Uh, Woo! We're gonna definitely see what happens <laughs> Happy here. Happy Monday. Yeah, no kidding, man. It's 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 a it's it's a it's a it's a mind screw for real. It's definitely a mind screw. But anyway, comment down below. Let us know what you think. We got to go into a quick commercial break. Uh, but when we come back, we're gonna be talking about Vanessa Guillen and the mysterious case of, well, the mysterious case of Vanessa Guillen. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Pascal Show. If you haven't done it yet, hit that like button down below. And if it's your first time checking out this show, crush that subscribe button. But we got to jump into this one really, really quick. We only have a few more minutes left. Um, we got to talk about this curious case of Vanessa Guillen. If you don't know about this woman, uh, she was uh, enlisted in the Army. Uh, and, well, I'm going to let Tom take the rest of the story. Tommy boy, speak on it. Yeah, Army investigators, uh, they identified the body of a soldier who vanished more than two months ago from a base from Fort Hood uh, in Texas. She'd been missing for two months. Her family had suspected that it might have been a man that she had reported to her family had been sexually harassing her, uh, a, fellow, a fellow soldier, uh, Aaron Robinson, uh, who's now the lead suspect in the case. Um, yeah, Vinia, Vanessa Guillen went missing two months ago, um, but they, they just found her body and it, it, it definitely, she had been murdered and dismembered, uh, mm -hmm. man, Aaron Robinson has been, uh, he committed suicide, uh, his, I, I don't know, I guess a friend of his, this, uh, Cecily Ag Aguilar, uh, helped him dispose of the body. Apparently they dismembered the body in doing so. Um, but they, they have found the body. So hopefully, hopefully, I mean, obviously Aaron Robinson has killed himself, but, mm -hmm. uh, Cecily Aguilar, hopefully she can be prosecuted and they get some semblance of justice out of this. What? But very, very sad case. Right. Uh, it was, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible story. It's a terrible thing. And what's crazy is that it hasn't really been in the forefront of the news at all, which I found very, very interesting as well. Um, there have been, uh, demonstrations and protests in regards to finding justice for Vanessa Guillen. Um, and this whole story is really, really messed up. It almost makes me think of the movie, the general's daughter. I don't know why, but it gives me off that it gives me that certain vibe where there's just sexual misconduct within the within the armed forces um, and how they how the armed forces or how like the army tries to one protect their own and cover the truth. Um, now that you have the, one of the suspects that was involved, suspected to be involved in the murder of Vanessa Guillen. He in a result of him taking his own life, it is a really crazy turn of events that have been going on right now, which makes things point towards there's a whole lot of foul play that have obviously has been going on. There's another suspect that has been arrested. She she is uh, she is has been detained. Um, another suspect in regards to the murder um, of uh, Vanessa. And I guess we're, you know, it's still a developing story. But what, like I said before, is that what I find very strange is that no one's talking about this. I mean, it's they're talking about it, but it's not 
like mainstream media has not even tapped in on this story at all. It's mostly uh, local news, um, but they're just this this story is kind of passing over in a in a in a really weird way, and I, I don't know why that's happening. Um, I, go ahead, I, go ahead, Jack. I, I I think that it's because when he got confronted, like he shot and killed himself. So like the accuser killed himself. So like, is there much like the remains weren't found yet, but he was already dead. So like maybe there wasn't as much attention to it because I guess a justice has already been served to him by himself. Um, and you know, and now they found an accomplice and they found the body. And so at least the family can have some closure if this not, um, but if it's but here's the thing I don't mean to interrupt you Jack but if it's if it's it's only closure if he was to say yes I did it you see what I'm saying now um, of course they found the body which is good news I mean it's terrible news that they found the body you see what I'm saying um but the fact that they found the body yes they can get some answers they, I'm sure they can find or get some things um some closure in a way but at the same time it's not like he said I did it and then killed himself there's still a lot of questions just lingering. Now, from my understanding, there's, there was only two people that they were going for, but apparently this was more than just those two people that were involved. I mean, of course, within speculation here, uh, there is theory that, and hearsay, that there was more than just those two suspects that were involved in not only the sexual harassment of Vanessa Ginn, but also in the murder and the events that took place around her disappearance and all. So there is no closure. That's why there is demonstrations and all that, because her family and the people that know about this story want justice for her. They want questions answered. They don't have anything right now. All they know right now is that... uh, the barbaric things that have happened to her. It's, it's like I said, the, there is no, there is no way of them finding uh, 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 peace when there is no, there are no answers that have been, there are no uh, questions that have been answered, you know? So hold on. This, this came out of the United States attorney's office, Western district of Texas on Thursday of last week. Um, and it says the criminal complaint charges Aguilar with one count of conspiracy to tamper with evidence. According to the complaint, 20-year-old U.S. Army Specialist Aaron Robinson told Aguilar that he killed a female soldier by striking her in the head with a hammer while at, on Fort Hood on April 22, 2020. Robinson further admitted to Aguilar that he had transferred the woman's body off of Fort Hood to a remote site in Bell County. Subsequently, Robinson enlisted the help of Aguilar in disposing of the dead female's body. The complaint further alleges that at a later time, Aguilar recognized the deceased, whom he helped Robinson mutilate and dispose of as Vanessa Guillen. Uh, the remains found mm. in Bell County have yet to be formally identified by authorities. Um, the complaint further states that earlier this week, Robinson shot and killed himself when confronted by the police. And so it sounds like there was a confession, uh, maybe not directly to okay. them, but and then Aguilar is saying that he confessed to it, and then when they went to confront him, he killed himself. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I mean I I think the family is frustrated because they feel there's a culture inside the army and certainly at Fort Hood of sexual harassment 
there, uh, Vanessa had complained to her, I believe, mother uh, that she was being sexually harassed. Uh, she mentioned that friends of her had been sexually harassed at Fort Hood and had their complaints dismissed. I don't believe Vanessa had filed a formal complaint. I think she was fearing retaliation, mm-hmm. and maybe rightfully so now knowing what we know. But um, I think she had feared retaliation, so she didn't make a formal complaint, but she had complained to her family and friends, I guess, that she was being sexually harassed. So I think the family felt that this was being covered up to try and cover up the um, the, uh, the 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 trend of people being sexually assaulted at Fort Hood and in the Army, that they were trying to sweep that under the rug. But yeah, just just a very very sad story. It most definitely is. Um, now I I stand corrected. You know, Jack, thank you so much for that added information um, because I didn't know uh, that part that he that there was a confession. Um, but that's good that the case I guess, or that's good that there was a confession. It's just terrible that she could not find a safe place to say what she needed to say to speak her truth. Um, and that's the problem with that's the problem with uh, things that are going on in uh, the military, in in the armed forces. Uh, we hear countless times about women who are sexually assaulted, sexually harassed um, by their own brothers, and um, and it's it's a it's a terrible thing. And you know there are there are <laughs> women out there that are of you know in the army. Um, or that are part of the the military that have said there has been some very very colorful and really messed up tweets that have been sent out in regards to um, this whole all the events that are sur- surrounding Vanessa Guillen's death, um, ex- you know, and all that. And what's what's crazy is that some of them are sitting there going, "Oh, you know, uh, she shouldn't have cried <laughs> cried about it. That's just a rite of passage." I mean, that and that's what some people are saying some female officers uh, female uh, um, uh, soldiers are saying and that's crazy to me that they would say oh that that's just a whiny snowflake that's just a rite of passage and it shouldn't be that's not how it should be at all yet we're hearing these stories countless and countless times over and over again about women that are being sexually assaulted um while they are in the line of duty that doesn't that doesn't make any sense that's not right and that shouldn't be that shouldn't be part of their let's just like say hazing period or something of that sort it should never be like that you know so it it's it's such a sad thing that that's how this has happened how this is going down for the, the how the the these events unfolded for Vanessa Guillen. It's 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 such a terrible terrible story, you know. But this is yeah, something absolutely. that we need to. That's something that the armed forces need to look into, you know, and not take lightly. Anyway, what were you going to say, Tom? Oh, I was just agreeing with you. I could not have said it better myself. Yeah, it's um, it's a terrible story, and I, I hope she finds peace. You know, such a such a barbaric way of 
that's such a barbaric way of dying. Um, yeah. Such a barbaric way. And, and then see, and you see moments like that. And there's other women out here that have been assaulted, have been sexually harassed, that want to be able to turn to their, to their higher ups and speak the truth, find justice. But then you see something like that, a barbaric act like that. I'm not surprised if a lot of them turned back around and, and went back into hiding up because of fear. How easily that was being swept under the rug, as Tom said earlier. It's terrible. That's not how it should be done. It's not how it should be done. Um. <laughs> you know, uh, actually, Tom, uh, sorry, not Tom. Uh, Mr. T12 just asked something, which is very true. A good point. Um, who was their commanding officer? Why does it take months to hit the news? And that's a very good question. That's a very, very good question. You know, I, I could I could not personally answer that for you. You know, um, I don't know why it took months. There's no reason it, it, it took it should have taken months, you know, and she was missing. If I'm correct, she was missing for two months straight as well. Yeah, they were looking for her for two months. I think initially uh, Army investigators had said they'd found no evidence of foul play in her disappearance initially. Um, but yeah, it seems like this, obviously the family is very, very upset with the army and with Fort hood. Sounds like they probably could have handled this case a lot better than they did. Maybe been a little more transparent, uh, about it, but yeah, I, I don't know. You know, obviously with ongoing investigations, there are always issues with transparency, but, um, family in this situation seems that the army and Fort hood definitely failed them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard to argue with that. I mean, their their daughter's dead. Yeah. And it yeah. was a fellow soldier that did it. So, yeah. I, what month did this very, happen? Very, very sad. This happened in, was it April, I think? And then um, by June, because it did, I did see a thing where they, the attorney for the family said that she did submit a complaint to the Army mm. and gave Robinson's name. So. Right. There was a formal uh, complaint that was submitted, but they said that, you know, that I think the army said months. that they, that they did not have one. I think mm-hmm. she might've there. I think they, in her conversations with her mom, it sounded like her mom wanted her to go and file a complaint. And she was, you know, afraid that she'd be retaliated against. I, I don't believe the army has any formal record of her filing a complaint against her. She might've said she was going to do it. Cause I think her mom was, really pushing her to do it. So she might've said, Oh, I did it. But maybe she did do it. And then the person that she gave it to was the wrong person to give it to. That's, that's very likely too. Yeah. Could, could very well be. Yeah. It's a unfortunate situation for sure. Um, Man. Okay. Uh, Left turn. Got to take a left turn real quick. Um, Well, it's kind of a left turn. Well, I'm just going to go with it. Uh, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, uh, it looks like, of course, she she was just arrested uh, just this past week. Um, she is the former 
uh, friend associates associate slash girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. She was arrested uh, last week uh, in regards to the um, the, the sex, the uh, child trafficking, uh, the sex trafficking that was going on on that uh, island that she and uh, Jeffrey Epstein would frequent to. Uh, so Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, it looks like will be pleading guilty and will start cooperating soon. Um, and that's what apparently a former prosecutor is predicting. Now, th- now, when you say cooperating, she means she about to drop some names. She about to she about to make that tongue waggle, wiggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm interested to see because apparently she's going to drop so many names. Because of course. Um, she's of course she's getting uh, charged with uh, s- a-, a couple different counts. Um, now, like I said, my only thing is is she's saying that she's willing to cooperate, that she's going to drop some names, she's going to she's going to expose some people, as Trump would say, uh, d- drain the swamp, right? Uh, so it looks like she's going to be doing that exact thing. Now there's l- a laundry list of people. On this list, um, famous people, politicians, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that she's going to drop. Now, my only concern is let's, let me let me be completely honest. I'm excited for her to drop the names, but I'm wondering if she's going to be able to have enough time to drop the names because I think there's something bad's going to happen to her before she does. Those hope are my not. I hope not too, but the the that's just my thoughts. Jeffrey Epstein apparently was going to drop some names and then. Uh, Oops, he killed himself. Killed himself. So they better have working uh, uh, security cameras at all times. Uh, Every single security guard that's watching Ghislaine better be hopped up on Red Bull and and, and coffee and copious amounts of of, uh, Monster. Uh, Because I'm just saying she's the last she's the only person with this information. That we know of, of course. Yeah. I mean, hopefully she gets what is coming to her. Uh, I hope so, too. Maxwell was among Epstein's closest associates and helped him exploit girls who were as young as 14 years old. Maxwell played a critical role in helping Epstein to identify, befriend, and groom minor victims for abuse. In some cases, Maxwell participated in the abuse herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you have not seen... I'm oh, sorry, Tom, real quick. If you have mm-hmm. not seen the documentary, uh, the docu-series on Netflix, I would definitely look at it and check it out for yourselves. There's a lot of women that uh, that tell their very detailed accounts of being sexually assaulted by both Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Ma- Maxwell. The other thing is, is that Maxwell is looking up to a minimum of 10 years, a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years, or up to a life uh, uh, life sentence maximum. So I know for a fact she is probably trying to do everything she can so that she can get that 10-year minimum. This is insane, and I cannot wait for her to drop some names. They have photos with all types of celebrities and politicians. So God knows who is a, who's a culprit, <laughs> who's, a, who's a monster, and who's not. You know, 
Mm. Yeah, I'm I saw still worried that, uh, that she's going to. Oh, go, go ahead, Tom. I still worry she's going to pull punches, though. I, I still feel like she's not going to be totally forthcoming, um, even if, even if she is staring down the barrel of life in prison. I think, you know, this all would have been a totally different thing, obviously, if Epstein were still alive. You could play them against each other if you were a prosecutor. Um, I just don't know how if there's one person left that's the only person left that theoretically knows the full story. I just don't know how much incentive she really has to fully cooperate and not pull punches and not say, you know, not just happen to forget that, you know, somebody rich and powerful connected, you know, was a client of theirs. Um, I just, I'm excited to see names, but no matter what names I see, I'm always going to assume they were more and that she's pulling punches because she's just, she hasn't been at all forthcoming up until now. Yeah. That it looks true. at least like Prince Andrew might be pulled back in to the conversation. Right. They're asking him to come and give, uh, uh, you know, his statement. Um, so the U.S. U.S. attorney in Manhattan said the U.S. prosecutors would welcome Prince Andrew coming in to talk with us. <laughs> of course, I'm sure they would. Of course, I mean, he's like, yeah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> dude, dude has been man, dude. Like I said, there's. I mean, there's photos. See, that's the thing, though. There's there's photos with like M- Michael Bolton, T- Trump, the Clintons. I mean, there there's a speculation of uh, Kevin Spacey getting being involved with these things as well. I mean, there is there. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of photos that they took with celebrities. Doesn't mean that all those celebrities were doing something bad. They were right. just standing next to him taking a photo. But at the same time, though, there's a lot of speculation from Will Smith all the way down to, like I just said, Kevin Spacey, Michael Bolton. I mean, they, there's a lot of speculations out here um, talking about how they were part of these these orgies, you know, part of these things on, as they would call it, Orgy Island. So it's I'm interested to see what happens in the upcoming days and uh hopefully they keep hard like hopefully they look hard at what's really going on and and keep an eye on her like real talk <laughs> because uh we need to know the we need to know the truth we need to know what's going down for show for show for show um anyway that about wraps it up today, guys. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Tom and Jack, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation, part of the show today, as always. You know what I'm saying? You know, thank I you. appreciate it. You know, um, and of course, everybody who's tuning in, thank you. Uh, like I said, always tune in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time right here live. Uh, I will be on later on tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to talk about all the developing stuff that's going on that that we may have missed during the morning show or that continues to develop uh later on today so be on the lookout for that we're going to be on that as well um and uh yeah man we're going to get this thing moving so appreciate everybody for tuning in uh if you haven't done it yet hit that subscribe button down below hit that like button underneath this feed and we got to get things popping anyway thank you guys Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. 
And I'll see you guys at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.